Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Breakfast Ball. It has been a while since we've recorded an episode. I'm Ben Charleston, joined by Ryan Hannibal. Ryan, how you doing? I'm doing good, Ben. It has been a while, but it's good to talk golf again. Yeah, we got the Players' Championship this weekend. It's probably the fifth major, I'd say. At some point, they're going to have to name it. Like, it's going to become the fifth major. And it's also now, this will be the second year it's been in March. But before we get into the Players' Championship and our picks and all that stuff, we got to talk about uh, Bryson last weekend and his his massive drives, all of that. And what do you think of him as a player? Like, with with the long drive, how he calculates everything out and the energy he brings to the game. You a Bryson fan or not? All right, so I think he's good for the sport because I think he brings a new sort of fan into the, the equation. Like, a casual fan's more apt to watch Bryson DeChambeau hit long drives than, you know, just a regular tour player. But I don't like him. I, I can't stand his sort of attitude and, like, just the way that he talks. And, like, after how he won the tournament last week, the first thing he said is, I want to thank my sponsors and goes down the list. Like, I, I, don't, I think he's good for the sport, but I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I think as a talking about the sport and have like the guy to hate, I think he's that guy. And, and like everything he does is just so calculated. And watching him to play, like yes, I get it. He drives it a mile, absolutely crushes the ball. But watching him actually play is so boring. Like if you watch those like group, um, the, the specialty groups that they show and you watch it, group. Yep. Oh my, he takes forever. It takes and like like no. I get it. Like, you, you want to, like, calculate everything out, but it's just like, come on, man. Speed up the play. Like, this is why people complain about golf and how slow it is. And I don't think people realize that because when you are watching on TV, you're only really seeing his shots. You're not seeing the right. 10 minutes he takes to set up each shot. Look at his book. Look at his yardage book. Look at the green. You look and at it's the- not even like his uh, discussions with his caddy are entertaining, like sometimes you get with other players. Like, it's like – Stuff that nobody even knows about because we don't know his language. So it's not like Spieth talking with Greller about, like, should I hit eight, should I hit seven, like a good back and forth. It's just, like, nonsense. Yeah, it's, it's all, like, uh, it, yeah, so many numbers. And if, if you're not, like, a math major, you're not understanding it. And right. when he first came out last year, when it, it bulked up and all this during COVID and became this long drive hitter, did you think, like, he was going to overpower every course and become, like, this dominant player? I didn't know what to think. I mean, I guess, because he was already a good player. It wasn't like he came out of nowhere. Um, but good for him. I think it's good for the sport, like I said at the beginning. I just wish, like, he had a different attitude about it. And, like, the part, like the sixth hole last week, the par five that he said he could drive the green on, and, like, he had that huge celebration on, on Saturday. Like, he was 70 yards out. He had a 370-yard drive. That, that happens almost on a weekly basis out on tour. Yeah, and, and on it, too. It's not like he – he got an eagle on it or something like that. He got the same score as the guys that were a hundred yards behind him. So it's like, right. Like that's awesome. Great. It looks great. It's like home runs in baseball. Yeah. It looks awesome. But a solo home run, still only one run, like a drive like that. You can still mess it up. Like it's not just because you drove it 370 yards. You're guaranteed to be like, all right, well, if you've won the tournament. Right. 
and it, the way it's celebration, he acted like he didn't win the tournament. And it's like, you put yourself in a tough spot. He had like an 80-yard bunker shot. It's one of the hardest shots in golf. Like, I, I mean, it's great for the sport. Like, tons of clips went viral, whatever. But in terms of like the actual people that follow the sport, like, you made a four, and the guy that hit it 270 yards made a four, too. So what's the big deal? Yeah, it was it was ridiculous, the whole thing. And All right, so enough about Bryson. Let's get into the Players' Championship. And to be honest, like, this was when we, we played round one last year and uh, round two of the Players' Championship they called because of COVID. So we're, we're getting that full year. And it, it's crazy how, I guess, quickly it feels like it went with the COVID situation because it was like, all right, Thursday they played and Friday everything got shut down. Do you think that will be, I, I don't know, like any, any impact on this year's tournament? I don't think on this tournament, but I think the players definitely like had memories come back. Like I was listening to some of the interviews today, like Justin Thomas was talking about how him and Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth stay in the same house every year at this tournament. And they were just remembering sitting on the couch, like what are we going to do now? Like what's going to happen? So I think there'll be a lot of memories with that, but I mean, I, I guess it does sort of come full circle, and fans will be back this week. Florida has 25% capacity, so that's good. I think that's been another thing that's been good the last couple of weeks is having the fans back. It, it just makes the sport more watchable, and I think some of the players kind of enjoy it more and, and play better with fans. So I think it's, it's, it'll be a good week, the fifth major, like you said, and just having the fans part of it will be another positive. Yeah, I think definitely having the fans does make it a little more entertaining because, yeah, like when guys make big putts and you can hear – a roar from from a different hole. And I know it's not the same thing as when, you know, Augusta's packed or, you know, these <laughs> completely sold out. But you can still hear fans, which gives it a little bit more, just, just an energy I guess you don't really think about when you're watching it normally with these guys. Yeah, you hear a big butt, like a couple holes ahead of the guy, and you're like, all right, something's going on. Like, what, what's going to happen? But like, like we're saying, with, with the players, it is the best field on the PGA Tour for players – you get, like, the top 70 players. You don't get, like, these sponsor exemptions. You don't get past champions get at play. So, so it is one of those tournaments where you're looking at it, It's like, all right, you are playing the best of the best this weekend. Correct. I think that that's – this is the fifth major for a reason because it's, it's the players' tournament. Like, there's no pro-ams. There's no sponsors. Like, it's just the best players. There's probably no commitments like usual. Like, the got to do this for the sponsor and all that. MasterCard and Visa and all that. So – the players like it. It's the best field. I, what And they even uh, extended it this year. I think it's 154 instead of 144, something like that. So you get the best players. It's a good tournament. It's a great course, like some exciting holes, obviously 17. So it's I'm looking forward to it. I can't, I can't wait to get this this, this back in. And I, I'm so excited for the players being in March. I love what they did. And I'm glad that they did that and stuck with it going forward, where it really does. You have a major every month which I think was a great decision by them. Absolutely. I think that because there was – and it just spaces it out. Like, there's there's no need to have everything bunched together. Like, before it was in May, you had the Masters, and then you have the players. Like, space it out. Like, March, April, May, June, July. You have a big tournament every month, kind of something to look forward to. The players probably like it for their scheduling purposes. Like, I don't think they like playing five, six, seven straight weeks in a row. So, it's, it's good for the players. It's good for the fans. I enjoy it. All right, let's get into your little bit of predictions for this week. And again, thing with the players, like you watch, and it's not for them. They're gonna put low rounds on the the scorecards. They're gonna make it not look easy, but there will be low scores on it. But it is interesting because I feel like it's one of those few courses where it doesn't matter what you are. You know, you get Deshambo, the long driver. You get guys like uh, like Kisner or Morikawa who like hit the ball long, but are more iron players, putters. 
Webb Simpson for a guy like past champion who won it. So it is nice to see the Players' Championship is a tournament where everyone can really has a shot at it. If you put four good rounds together, you're going to be in the mix. Yeah, I was actually looking at, like, past champions. They've come from all over. You have, like, Rory, in the last time they, they won it, but then guys like Siwoo Kim, like guys that can come out of nowhere. And it also, I think the course setup is good that it doesn't take a guy that overpowers it to win. You have a guy that has a good short game to win. Like, I think it, it actually rewards a player that plays the best this week. And it's not just the guy that hits the ball the furthest or putts the best. Like, whoever plays the best during this week is going to win. Whether they hit the best iron shots, the best drives, it, it kind of rewards the overall game. I think that's what makes the player shipment so great is that anybody – like when you step on the tee on Thursday, I think everybody knows that they kind of have a legit chance of winning. And it's not like some courses where if I don't hit it far, I have no chance. So that's what probably makes it so good. Yeah, it's because it's, you're seeing on some of these courses where they're making it absurdly long to try and control some of these guys who hit it so long. You know, like, like I was saying, DeChambeau, Johnson, Rom, these guys who can overpower courses. So some of these guys who don't hit it as long, like Kisner, Webb Simpson, you do see them at a disadvantage on some of these courses, but this is one of those courses where it's not overly challenged, not overly long, but it does challenge everyone, which, which you don't really see, I guess, a ton on the the course. It's not like there's one part of this that's going to take people out. You know, yes, DeChambeau can drive it as far as he wants, but the greens will challenge him. The, the, you have to hit fairways. It's one of those things where you will see late on Saturday or Sunday, some of these guys who you aren't really, familiar with maybe make some pushes and, and get into the top of the leaderboard yeah i think that's a good point like the, the rough is thick so you can't really over you can't hit bombs you know because the fairways aren't, aren't aren't wide so that kind of eliminates that the greens are tough the the sort of how they mow around the greens is tough so it makes the short game difficult and then i think just the pressure too of like 16 17 and 18 with the water in play and the fans on 17 like they, they create some drama and it's not like it's kind of challenges the players too to get that mental side so it, it rewards everything like you can't just be a guy that it's not a week to like have be super loose out there because once you get to 17 there's pressure so it just rewards the best player and i think that's what makes this tournament so great yeah and real quick so on 17 is that like the on sunday final group is that like the best hole on tour or like just one of those like that you think about when you're watching a game or when you think about a final hole or at least the coming down the stretch final holes like 17 at the stadium course is one I always kind of picture. And I think of like uh, Fowler when he won it a couple of years ago yeah. playing the playoffs. And it's one of those things where you do see guys, it's a make or break hole for a lot of these winners. Definitely. Cause it kind of, obviously you can make a two, but at the same time you can make a five. So like no lead safe there. Like you could have a three shot lead going into the hole and you could leave trailing. So anything can happen. And I think it's not a hard shot on paper. Like it's only what, 140 yards, 130 yards. Yeah, I think like one. Maybe even less than that. Yeah. But just because these guys are so precise, like if the wind isn't in one direction but it could flip, like that makes a big difference for them when they're going at flags. So it's it's a cool hole. Rewards, you know, a good shot. But I think it just makes it exciting. Like you gotta always have that in the back of your head that they're gonna get to 17 down the stretch and it could make or break the tournament. So I like par fours and par fives better just because of the multiple shots and wards the you know the yep. better game. But in terms of one hole, this is probably the most iconic par three in the tour. That oh yeah, playing. and you get when they're fully when all the fans are there and it, the this, um, the hill is just completely packed and you hear that guy like like I was saying with the Fowler shot them roar when they hit that two feet it's it's great but 
yeah, I I'm, I agree with you that you know par fours, par fives do do make it more interesting. But it is interesting and exciting to have that par three where like, all right, for most people, kind of thinking like, oh, 120 yards, 130 yards, it should be an easy shot. And you just see these guys with all the pressure come on them Saturday and Sunday, and, and really just see how how much pressure is on these guys each shot. Yeah, and like they can tuck the pins and like on Saturday and Sunday they'll tuck it, so it's a tough spot. It's not in the middle of the green. And I think you know most players just go for the middle of the green, but if you're you know, a shot back, you got to go for the flag, and that just creates the chance of it bouncing on the wall, going in the water. Like, and then Tiger's putt, like, 20, what was it, 15 or 20 years ago now? Like, that's another oh, yeah. shot, shot the Yoders remember from that hole. So, it's a great hole. And, you know, I wish – like, it seems like courses seem to model, like, par threes after that. Like, not, not on tour necessarily, but just around, like, even around here, like, courses try to have a, an island green that sort of attracts attention. And that's, it's cool for the sport. Who – do you think will win this week, or, or who are a couple of golfers you're you're keeping an eye on that you think could uh could challenge on Sunday for for to become the players' champion? It's not getting a lot of love just because of I think things going on off the course, but Justin Thomas, I think he's the guy that could surprise some people this week. He kind of has that all around game that we talked about. He can drive the ball well. He's got the short game, can putt, has the irons. So I think him, he's kind of flying under the radar, which is kind of weird for him. So. I think it's a good spot. Yeah, I think I saw he was like plus two thousand. So for him, yeah, I got it up. Uh, sixteen. He's plus sixteen hundred. So I guess it's gone up. Okay, yeah. So so as people are starting to bet on him, he's not as under the radar. But yeah, I, I I get he hasn't been playing as well this year so far, and I I guessing that's more like the off the the course stuff that's kind of with sponsorships and all that stuff getting yeah. to him. But he is the number three player in the world. He's won a major. He's been competitive in so many of the majors, so great on tour. Like you said, incredible iron player, great putter, drives the ball a mile. Yes, he's not. He hasn't been very uh, accurate hitting fairways with his driver, but if he can put all that stuff together, I think him, he could definitely be at the top of the leaderboard Sunday and definitely could win this, I think, also. Yeah, I, I'm not big backing on Bryson this week. I would kind of fade him. I don't think that he's going to go – like, I just always – after you win a tournament, like, you're kind of, like, on that high. And I don't – he still said he didn't have his best game last Sunday, so maybe he's still trying to find things. So, I'm not – I wouldn't really go on Bryson this week. Yeah, and even, like, before his win that week, the weeks before that, he was having rounds. And I, I know he had some very low rounds also, but he was putting up, like, plus fives, plus fours on yep. certain days early in tournaments. So, like, yeah, like, he's crushing the ball, but it, I don't think his game is really – great game and even on Sunday he it's not like he he ran away from the rest of the field like he he had to make a big putt on 18 to to win yep um like Colin Morikawa he's playing well like I think he'd be a good pick a lot of people would probably be picking him though just because of his win two weeks ago like I think John Rahm he was second place two years ago so the first time they finished it he finished second to Rory I think he had a actually a big lead going into that day so he could be a popular pick he's playing well um Rory's not playing well. I think I listened to one of his press conferences after last weekend. He's kind of like searching for a spark. And so I wouldn't back him this week. I think he's trying to find his game. Yeah. And something else. So like, this is one of the tournaments or one of the big tournaments where you play the same course, the same course every year, like the masters and you play Augusta, but a lot of like the PJ championship, US open, the, the, the tournaments rotate. So they're not always on the same course. Do you think that helps someone like at the players championship having more experience at this course? Or do you think someone coming in, you know, with a, 
you know, first time, maybe second time they they have a little bit more better understanding of it. So and they're not as intimidated by it. Or what, what do you think on that? I think it probably hurts the first time players just because the guys have been on tour for, you know, 10 years have played in this tournament 10 times. They just have a clear advantage over the, some of the other majors. But like we talked about before, though, like it's not like it's a bomber's course where, you know, like I don't think it's like Augusta where like, you know, like the same players are probably going to be in contention at Augusta just because of the way that that course is set up. Like the players sort of the TPC's sawgrass is set up that it rewards the best player. It's like we talked about. It's not the best driver. It's not the best partner. So I guess there's an advantage for the players who have played it over the guys that haven't. But like, I wouldn't say like, there's one player that just loves TPC Sawgrass. I think it fluctuates from year to year. Yeah, because I was thinking that too. Because you, you do see guys like Rory. He won it in 2019, the last time they completed like we said. But it's not like he's had great success there. He's not like oh. he's, he's a top 10 um, guy every year. Like 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 when I'm thinking about like the Masters Augusta, and I know Spieth didn't play great like the last couple of times. Yeah. But more often than not, he's going to make the cut and he's going to be in contention or at least around the leaderboard. Right uh, on Saturday and Sunday, and you know, I, yeah, I don't really, really like Phil Mickelson always plays well at Augusta. He's another yeah. guy. Like there's yeah, just, just guys that you can just pencil in. Yeah, and I don't feel like that's the same at TPC, which is kind of interesting too. Where, where so many of these courses, yeah, you kind of look at past success with some of these guys, and there's not really that same list when you look at TPC Sawgrass, which is which is interesting, but also very, which is excellent because you're not really like, all right, well, it's going to be DJ, it's going to be Rory, it's going to be. Right. Um, these guys up there you're going to see random people and, and get to know some of these guys that you you've never seen before like i've, I've seen a ton of people right now uh patrick cantley is a huge yep. not the favorite but i think dj's he's still a favorite guys, but like, but yeah he's he's getting a lot of picks this weekend as, as someone that could break through who do you like who's your guy i i like more uh colin but again like him like the same type of thing we said with bryson coming off of the win i know his was like two weeks ago and he putted probably the best he's putted. So with him, his iron, great. He's not a long driver, but he's going to put in the fairway. He's not going to hurt himself there. But his comes down to the putter. And since I, he's changed the grip, he's been really good putting. Yep. So I'm, I'm very interested to see if he can keep that up this weekend. And if he does that, I think he's a very good chance. But I think like if I'm really going for it, I think Justin Thomas. Like like we had talked about earlier, I think he'd be my my top choice right now with uh, Colin right behind him. Any long shots that you think are worth like looking at? I'm kind of interested in. I, I wouldn't call him a long shot, but Jordan Speed. Like he, I, I know he hasn't put four full rounds together, and he hasn't won a tournament forever. But like this is the first like the first time in a long time where I feel like I've seen him be the Jordan Speed of old. Definitely. And, and I know he's not closing out tournaments. But it seems like his putter's there. Um, he's confident off the tee. He's hitting his irons like you're used to seeing. So I, I think he's one of those guys. And I know he hasn't had success at TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, it's terrible there. Yeah. But it would be interesting to see where his, his game seems to be rounding into form. If, if he, you know, turns it around this year and, and kind of makes it, it just a new uh, run at TPC Sawgrass and, and the other stuff doesn't get in his head. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I think he's playing probably – he's put together what? Like, what is it, four top tens, something like that? In his yeah, last, yep. Some, so he's in the top ten every week. He's in contention, which you couldn't say the last two-plus years. So the confidence is definitely there. I just look at the track record of the course, and that kind of scares me. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the cut and, you know, has, has a good tournament. But I don't think I would pick him to win. 
just because of his lack of success there. But kind of like you said, though, maybe it's just a new year, a new feeling. He talked about last week he's never played the Arnold Palmer Invitational before because of the scheduling. Maybe, you know, having that week playing before the tournament is a benefit for him. Maybe playing in Florida more, you know, before the tournament is a better is a benefit for him. So I, I wouldn't, you know, not back him, but he, he wouldn't be one of my top plays to win, no. Yeah, and I think one of my sleepers would probably be Cameron Smith. I like I, him a lot. I, I think if you're looking at like, – what I'm looking at right now, he's like 50 to 1. He's been yeah. just very consistent, and I know – he hasn't uh, obviously won recently, but he's been great off the tee. Like we're saying, he's a good iron player, great putter. And a good so all-around game. Yeah, so so I think he's one of those guys, and and maybe he's starting to open people's eyes a little bit more. He's not as much as a sleeper. You know, he had he's right there on Sunday at the Masters. Yeah, the He had a good uh, – what was it, the Genesis? One of the West Coast tournaments. He was yep. right there. Yeah, so he's, he's not, you know, the top well-known guy, but I think he could be someone this week that – He's, he's got the confidence. He's been playing well on uh, the West Coast swing and now in Florida. So he's a guy that I'd be looking out for. Uh, for yeah, that. I saw a stat, too, that he plays historically well in, in Flor- on Florida courses. Yeah, the, yeah, the Bermuda just, and all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and I think he lives there now, coming from Australia. So that, that's a, a good sleeper pick. I got, I got one for you. Corey Connors, uh, good finish I, last week towards the end. But he's another one, kind of a good all-around game, good ball striker. And I think he's sort of due to kind of break onto the scene and get a big win. Like, he has that one win that obviously got a lot of attention. But now he's – I think he's the guy that could break out on tour, and this would be a big tournament to do it at. Yeah. Do, well, do you think he'll have a letdown similar like we were saying with Bryson where, you know, he, he's so close to winning it, gets second, and then he goes to this big tournament where they're, they're – to be honest, like, I know he, he's probably not a – he's not a favorite to win it. But yeah. there is a lot of talk about him, like you're saying, as a sleeper pick where there, there's a lot more pressure on him. Do you think that affects him this weekend? It could, but he just strikes me as a guy that's super laid back and doesn't really pay attention to that. Like, he's not – just the way he carries himself, he seemed very relaxed. Like, even when he missed – when he made two straight bogeys last Sunday, he was kind of just – his attitude wasn't like – he stayed cool and, and calm and collected. So, that is something to think about, but I just think because of his attitude, he'll be fine. And the last one before, before we end the podcast, Ricky Fowler. He's yep. won at the Players' Championship. He is an absolute mess right now. Like, this is basically yeah. what happened to Spieth, like, two years ago. Ricky's now I going feel like it's now. worse. It's worse with him. Yeah, but do you think this is, like, one of those tournaments, like we are saying with, with Spieth at Augusta, you know, even though he's playing bad, he always plays well at Augusta. Is this place yeah. that, you know, maybe for Fowler where he, he turns it around? He's played well here before. He's won it here in the past. He's had, I think, a, a, at least top tens in a second place. Is this, you know, maybe where he, he gets his confidence back and turns it around? I mean, he probably has good vibes just knowing that he won there before. Like I said before, I think he's staying with Spieth and Thomas, so he has kind of a friendly thing, like a relaxed vibe. But he's a mess. Like, his his entire game is a mess. Like, I heard his interview last week saying, like, he's taking this struggles home. Like, he's trying to make sure he's not, like, bad around his wife and his caddy. And so I think it's tough on everybody. And I feel bad for him because I like him. But he's he's a mess right now. Yeah, it's it's crazy too. Where four years ago he was the guy, like, all right, this is the next star. And he's he, I'm next not saying guy to win a star, major, right? But yeah, right. he's the next guy to win the major, and he's going to go on a run like Spieth did. And and every year there's those years where he was so close every year, and now it's just like he's just falling off a cliff just randomly. And it, which was too bad because he yeah, like he was one of those guys I loved. You know, it was the Thomas Spieth Fowler those guys together. Yeah. They're, they're great to watch, and they're all so good. And you see them at, like, the, the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup, and all that stuff where they're having a great time. 
and to see him kind of just fall so so quickly, it, it's interesting. And it'll be it'll be wild to see how if he's able to turn around this year and kind of maybe figure out what is holding him back. Like, because at least with Spieth, he was like playing well Thursdays and Fridays, and then would be terrible on the weekends. Whereas with Ricky, he's not even making it to the weekend. So it's like, he doesn't really have much really take on any positives. And it has to be tough because he knows he's good. Like he knows his history and now he's, he can't do anything well. So, and I feel bad for him. You a Patrick Reed fan? I'm not. I'm not a Patrick Reed fan, and like I, I, I did cheer for him in the Ryder Cup, like and that stuff. Like I think he was great, but I, I don't know. It's just it, him and like uh, Bryson. They just they rub me the wrong way. And yeah, and- I found myself like debating with last week, like who do I dislike more, Bryson or Patrick Reed? And I think it's it's Bryson. Like I think I like Patrick Reed more. I think it's Bryson also, but I also think it's because. Bryson now is the like face of golf, I guess is kind of what like they're yeah. trying to do with him. And you see him so much more and it's all his, Oh, look how long he hits the ball. And, and Reed, you just kind of see him like only when he does well in tournaments. Was it four weeks ago where they had the stupid ball divot thing? And yep. like that's and then, cause I kind of forgot about Patrick Reed and then that happened. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, this right. is a, another reason why I don't like you. It's a reoccurring thing. It happens like every six months with him. Oh, and, and just the stories you hear about him and, Right. And I know he's but like, he's almost like a guy you, I don't want to say want to like, like I like his game and how he plays, but just like obviously the off the course stuff. And then the, you know, some finagling with the rules. He's a tough guy to root for. He's great in the Ryder cups. But, yeah. Yes. Like um, that, like him and versus McElroy was still like one of the like best matches I remember seeing. And I always like remember, yeah. but then, yeah, then you get him on tour and you're like, Oh yep, yeah, this, this is why I, I can't stand you. This is why. Seeing the rocks out of the sand in the Bahamas a couple years ago, like there's oh, yeah. it just oh, yeah. seems like every, always, he grounds there's always love, like yeah, there's always something that comes yeah. up with him. You're just like, like what? Come on, like like Reed, you're doing so well to like get people to like you, and then you do something something stupid like that, where it's just like, come on, right? I, that's a good point. You're always like getting back on the Patrick Reed bandwagon, and then he does something that's like I just can't, I can't support him. Yeah. Well, I guess this came Brooks Kepka not playing this week because of a knee injury that's probably not good for him because he was battling injuries at the start of the year and he he won the waste management so he's had the he seemed to be back but then now he's going yeah, the well, other then, direction. then two weeks ago he kept like he had kept having neck problems and, and yep like that, that whole final round he just looked completely out of it like messing with his neck in the whole time and he's one of those guys who i am a fan of brooks yeah. Kepler, when, when he's in golf because he is one of those guys where he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yes, he's a great player. He is one of the top ten players in the world. He's won multiple majors. But he knows golf needs to change also, and he wants to have fun when he's out there. And he's willing to give other guys on the course a hard time if they're like someone like Bryson. He does have that, that back and forth with him because Bryson's slowing down the game and stuff like that. So, so Brooks, when he's not out there, is missed. And, and he's one of those guys who always shows up for these big tournaments. Yeah, and like I was just thinking now, like with this, if this injury's serious, maybe he's not going to be around for the Masters, which I think would, would be a, a not good for the sport because he always contends there. And it's a good point. He's good for the sport too, where he would kind of be like a, a rivalish with Bryce. Like he wouldn't be afraid to kind of go at him. Like if he played with him last Sunday, I wouldn't be surprised if he would make a comment after the round being like how slow he was. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they, they really are the, I guess, on the kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. They're both. Big hitters, they're built like the same way. 
but just the way they play is so much different where oh, yes. speed, the seriousness of it. And it is, it is kind of nice to have that. It's not, I'm not going to say it's tiger Phil, like that type of rivalry, No, but it is nice to see on the, on the tour kind of like that a little bit of hatred between players and a little bit of a rivalry building up between these guys. Yeah, because I think the sport doesn't really have that. Like, that's probably the closest that we have. And I'm not saying, like, rivalries are great for golf, but it would be nice to kind of have – even if it was, like, a U.S. versus a European player, like, they're all friends. Like, everybody loves yeah. Rory. Like, there's, no, there's not that rivalry that there was probably 10 or 15 years ago. And I don't know if the sport necessarily needs that, but it would definitely be good. Like, it would help. It wouldn't hurt. Yeah, and especially if you see these, like, on, like, a Sunday – Bryson and Brooke paired up together in the final oh, group. Yeah. Like, that'd be amazing. Like, right. but you see, like, like yeah, or, like, Justin and Rory paired up. In it. But there's, like, there's not, like, that little bit of uh, pressure, I feel like, between them. They, they'd be they, – they are friends, so it, it's not the same type of thing. Like, when you saw, you know, Tiger and Phil together, they, they weren't talking. They were no. so focused on everything, and you could feel, like, that, that tension between them. And I think but, you get that with – Brooks and Bryson, but I, I don't know if there's really anyone else out there that could really get like, that. Last week, Lee Westwood was like having fun with Bryson DeChambeau in the final round, like sort of like having fun with the the sixth hole and going for it. It's like I guess that's good. It's good to have friendly banter, but you're playing the final round of a tournament. Yeah. Like they yeah. want to kind of be intense and try to beat the guy. Yeah, like I'm I'm okay with them having fun here and there, but also you you, you want to see that, especially like in. And the majors and the big tournaments, you want to see that a little bit of a competition between them. And maybe, maybe that will change between these guys on a Sunday at Augusta or TPC Sawgrass in these places. And you'll maybe see that a little bit more. Maybe, yeah, it was Lee Westwood. He's been on the tour for, what, 30 years now. And he's just kind of one of those guys when he contends, he contends. He's kind of just content with it. And, And maybe he just wants to have a little bit more fun. But maybe if you do see those younger guys get up there in the final grouping, it'll be a little more intense. But, but we'll, we'll see. Should be a good week, though. I'm looking forward to it. A lot of TV coverage. Do you have the uh, you uh, NBC Sports Gold PGA Tour Live guy? I do not. I, I do have Peacock though, so uh, I'll use that a little bit here and there. But I, I just I have so many streaming and stuff like that where I just can't really talk myself into buying uh, the the PGA or what uh, NBC Sports Gold uh, package. I bought it. best best investment. Is it? Like, I, I might have to look into it then. It's like seventy bucks and like. You just have it. On, I just have it on my screen, and they always have the featured pairings on Thursdays and Fridays, so you can watch the guys that aren't on TV, like because of the way that TV coverage is. So I, I like having that. Yeah, then, we'll, we'll we'll have to talk about that later. I I know I don't know if people oh, yeah. listen to this. We on Monday night we talked about the TV coverage and just how awful it is. So I might have to get it for you know the, the big tournaments when those come around, because because you only get like the coverage for like three hours, and I, I might need a little bit more. So I might have to look into it at that point. Yeah, for the majors, definitely. Like they do, like ESPN Plus for the PGA or something. Like I remember I had to get that last year. So yeah, that's another podcast. How bad uh, golf coverage is. Yeah. All right. So you got Thomas or Morikawa this weekend? Those are your, those are your picks. I get. Let's go with Thomas or uh, Connors. All right. Oh, you're going going the big. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I'm gonna go for yeah. My sleeper I'll go Cameron Smith, and I'm gonna go with uh. I'm gonna go Colin, and I'm gonna throw Spieth. I think he makes a cut this weekend. And at yep. least finishes a top twenty. I think. I think this is where he turns it around. That's fair. I could. I could see that. I think t- top twenty. That'd be. Like, I don't think he's gonna be top five. Like I don't think he'll be in contention on Sunday, but a solid week. Yes. All right. Ryan will do this uh, in the next month or so for uh, the next yes. uh, major, Augusta, the Masters. Yep. Yeah, which will be the Masters, and so we'll, we'll have a lot more to talk about. And I'm guessing Bryson will do 
something ridiculous that we can uh, bitch about. I'm sure he will.